Hey, Bible students, my name is Keaton Pierce, and I'm your host here on The Curious Christian. Welcome back to another episode of The Curious Christian. I'm your host, Keaton Pierce. We're going to tackle a topic today um, that comes up quite a bit as people begin to move and they begin to get into new areas. And And uh, the question comes across my desk sometimes of, Keaton, what is the role of church membership? Or is, is being a member of a local church really all that big a deal? How does that really differ from when we read about the church? And sometimes you'll hear it articulated this way, the church big C, meaning capital capital C church uh, that, that references the body of Christ worldwide versus a local congregation where you might live or where I live. Um, what are the differences? Do they matter? Is there a distinction? Um, and, and how do we handle this, right? Is this something that, as I try to strive to be a Christian the way the New Testament describes, is there a reason that I need to place membership with the church that I attend? I'll get questions like, Keaton, I attend regularly at such and such church. Um, I'm, I'm involved. I'm there. What does it matter if I really, quote unquote, place membership? And I, and I understand where some of that question comes from, right? Because there, there's some hesitancy, and 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 I'm the, I'm right there with you. Of are, are we doing things just to do them, right? Or or is there a real biblical reason? And this is one of those questions that I think on the surface feels on the surface feels arbitrary. What what is the real reason that I need to, you know, be tied down, quote unquote, to this certain church? But if you start diving into to some of the biblical reasons why church membership even exists, why do we talk about it the way that we do, I think you'll you'll begin to find that there's a lot more wisdom, there's a lot more spiritual value to you as the potential church member um, than you might think. The universal church, let's start there. Universal Church, the body of Christ that Paul talks about in Romans twelve five. This is this is every Christian across the world um, that is a child of God that is put on Christ in baptism. It's composed of all believers in Christ, um, and, and local churches are to be really a a, a little microcosm, a, a a subset of that universal church. As believers, when we become Christians, we have our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is talked about in Revelations chapter 20, um, and, and that is what is most important. However, it's also important to commit to a local body of believers, and there's a variety of reasons, and that's what I want us to talk about today on our episode. The Bible doesn't directly discuss this, and I think this is where a lot of people, the, the tension comes in, right? It's it's not directly, and, and you know, again, most Christians, they say, hey, I want to strive to be as as much like Christ, to be as much like the early Christians as I can, right? The purest form of Christianity as we see it. Um, and with that, then I want to follow and I want to do what they did. And this is one of those areas where we, we don't have direct mention of that, and so sometimes there's some pushback. However, there are several passages that strongly imply that not only did it exist in the early church, but it was something that was highly treasured. It was valued in the body. Um, if we look in Acts 2.47, it says, And the Lord added to them day by day those that were being saved. This, this verse really indicates that salvation was a prerequisite to being added to the church. So again, you know, sometimes people talk about, well, is church membership a big deal? Um, and again, we have to distinguish between the universal body of Christ, and I think this is what's referenced here in Acts 2.47, that to be part of the universal body, to be become a Christian, 
Christian, right? You and I have to be a Christian first. We have to put on Christ in baptism. That's what's described in Acts 2. In Acts 2.41, just a few verses prior, it seems that someone was keeping a numerical record of those that were being saved and in that same process joining the church. Churches today that require salvation before membership are simply following the biblical model. And we don't have time, but we could also look at 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18 that discusses this. Um, and it's you know in part says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with um, with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? There's this understanding that. When you and I become Christians, we become joined together with other Christians, which is really what coming to church and doing church is all about. There's other places in the New Testament that seem to show that the local church was a well-defined group. It wasn't just a haphazard. Sometimes we think about the early church because we know that they were persecuted. We know that they were having to go from house to house, that they were unorganized. But that doesn't really seem to be the case. Um, In Acts 6 and verse 3, the church in Jerusalem is told to begin to find some of the leaders within the group. It says, choose seven men among you. The phrase among you suggests a group of people distinct from others, right? They're not talking about the populace at large. Um, they were talking about deacons, and they were talking about them as church members. They were saying, find people that have already put on Christ, that are members of the church universal, but that also that are meeting here here locally, right? They may not have described it as a local congregation. That kind of idea, that word has come about later on um, in, in terms of our understanding. But that is what they were doing, right? Church, church membership is important because it helps define what is the elder's responsibility, right? The elders that we see, the, the role of elder that's described in the New Testament also gets translated shepherd or pastor, but what it literally means is overseer, right? That they're watching over us. Um, Hebrews 13 talks about, it says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. You know, we, we understand this idea of the elders will give an account for the people that they are over. We know that that's a biblical concept. So if that's the case, if we believe that to be true, then why is it a shock to us that God has also put provisions in place to help those elders know who they are responsible for? Right, uh, and again, they are responsible for members at their congregation. He's not responsible. An elder is not responsible for Christians all over the world. He's not responsible for all the people in his community. Only the believers that are under his leadership, church members. Membership in the local church is a way of voluntarily placing yourself under the the spiritual authority of an elder or a shepherd. Its church membership is also important because without it, there is no church discipline. There is no church accountability. And, and certainly there are people that have abused that over, over history, right, that, that place too much power within church leadership. But 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 13, talks about how, to, how the church is supposed to deal with blatant, unrepentant sin, 
And part of this is understanding who your people are, right? Um, they, 1 Corinthians 5 here deals a lot with inside and outside. They use words inside and outside are used to reference the body. We can only judge those who are inside the church as church members. How do we know who is inside? Those who have placed membership with this local congregation. Matthew 18 talks about this as well. And although that there's no biblical mandate for this in a literal verse-by-verse, word-by-word sense, there is certainly inference that lets us know that this was a thing within the early church. Um, And I think there's a lot of value that's placed on why we as Christians should desire to be members. And this is what I want to spend the rest of our time. We'll do this quickly. I I always try to keep these episodes as brief as we can. Um, But I want to give you, and I've come up with six reasons why I think church membership is essential. Why I think that this is beyond just the biblical wisdom of it, um, and and why I really think this is something that every Christian should do. Um, Starting with, number one, Church membership matters because in joining a church, you make visible your commitment to Christ and His people. By placing membership with a, a local congregation, this is this is a way that you and I can kind of raise our flag, so to speak, and, and, and really tell God, tell others, tell people, tell the community, I want to be identified with these folks. I want to be held accountable by these people. I want to hitch my wagon, so to speak, with these other people. You know, it's easy to to talk and be excited about the invisible body, right? The, the church body of believers all across the world. But God also expects us to live within a faith community locally, right? And there, there's so many reasons, and, and we, we look throughout Scripture and we say, could, could is Christianity meant to be a solo endeavor? And the answer is, is easily no. Right, Christianity, and, and there is one distinction we have to make there, right, that ultimately our faith is our own, right? What I do, what you do, I'm not going to be held accountable or rewarded for the things that you do and vice versa. I'm going to be judged individually and so will you. Um, so, you know, what our preachers do, what our elders do, what our parents do, what our church family does in a literal sense is not going to benefit or harm me. However... The church is described as a body because I rely on you and you rely on me, and our spiritual lives are benefited because of each other, right? You know, sometimes I think about that, that, that we wouldn't all be struggling and resisting spiritual community if we'd really experienced it, right? Real fellowship, it's hard work, um, but a lot of times we as people, we're selfish, right? Um we want to do things individually, want to do the, do things our way, but, but God calls us to do this jointly, right? I rely on you, you rely on me. You know, how many of Paul's letters were written to individuals? Only a handful, right? The vast majority were written to churches, to Christians, to a plurality of people. The New Testament knows no Christians who are just floating around that were saying, oh, my relationship with God is just me and God, right? It's just me and Jesus, and I'm willing, and that's how I'm going to go about life, right? In, in a literal sense, yes, it is you and you and God, and you and God alone. I'm not influencing that. But everywhere that we look, we see Christians doing it in community because that's the way Christ did it, and that's the way he models it for us. Number two, um, 
church membership matters because making a commitment makes a powerful statement in a culture where commitment is not valued, right? We live in a culture where if we don't like something, we just stop it, right? We live in cancel culture, and and membership is really in stark contrast with that. We really see where church membership is valuing this idea of even when the goings get tough, uh, I will persevere with this group of, of believers. Joining a church in this environment makes a counterculture statement. It says, I'm committed to this group of people, and they are committed to me. I'm here to give more than I get, right? This is... This is that idea, and even you know, and 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 throughout my life, throughout my marriage, throughout um, my time here on this earth, you know, there are churches that we've been with for long periods. There are times where my wife Kyla and I have lived in areas for short times, and we've been a been a member. But we have lasting relationships everywhere that we've been. You know, even if you only be in town for a few years, it's an amazing idea um, to get involved in a local church. You will be stunned by the way that you will be blessed, even for a short time. And my guess is that you will make relationships that will certainly last this life, uh, but will certainly last into eternity, right? You you will get to know people. And that's true in our life. We look back all the places that we've lived, all the places certainly that we've worked and ministered. And still, you know, even though we don't see them, you know, daily, weekly, even monthly, um, we we know that these people love us and we love them and and we could call them at any time and, and pop back in and start off start back right where we left off right. It lets people know that we are here to serve together. It's not just about being cared for. It's about making a decision and sticking with something, um, and and telling those around us, I'm here for the long run. Church membership matters because in the society we live, we can become overly independent, right? We live in a culture that values and that f- almost forces upon us the mentality that, you, you you know, you eat what you hunt, right? You, as an individual, are going to go out and you're going to find, and I'm, you know, being metaphorical here, but you're going to go find dinner and you're going to hunt it and you're going to kill it and you're going to eat it. And that's the way you're going to survive you and you alone. And you can rely on nobody else, right? It's this idea of that. I'm going to earn what I earn and I'm going to rise to the top and I'm taking no prisoners along the way. That's the culture. That is the speed at which our culture wants us to go. However, and it can be an amazing thing, right? The, the, this is the same attitude that pushes innovation, that puts, that pushes work ethic. And to a degree, this needs to be pushed, right? We, we, we need to be pushing the boundaries. We need to not be lazy. We need to work. We need to strive to be better. However, there comes a point where we allow that to creep over into our spiritual life and we begin to no longer rely on God, thinking, oh, I'm still on board with this Christianity thing, but I don't need Him for any part of it, right? Church membership really pushes away against that idea of saying, not only do I need other people, that I cannot do it alone, but I'm going to yield to the to the leadership of this congregation, right? Ideally, there's going to be elders at this congregation. You're saying, I'm yielding to their oversight, right? I'm going to work alongside these members. I'm going to learn from not only the members, but also from the ministers and the staff, right? It, it's this it's this counterculture idea of 
yes, in one part of my life, I may be striving and be independent, and I'm going to do this and this and this. And that's not to say that in church world, we're not still striving to be better. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I, I ring that bell to anyone that'll hear it, right? Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we need to strive to a lower standard. In fact, if anything, we need to be reaching for a higher standard, right? We need to be pushing the envelope of what we can do to make ministry more effective. However, membership states in a formal way, I am part of something bigger than myself. And friends, that's something that we all need reminded of. Church membership matters because it keeps us accountable, right? Hebrews 13, 7 talks about this idea of saying, I um, am here and I'm submitting to the authority of the leaders that are going to help keep me accountable. The things that I struggle with, they are going to help watch over me. Mark Deaver wrote a book called Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, really good book that talks about church leadership and things like this. And this excerpt comes from this. He says, church, church membership is our opportunity to grasp hold of each other in responsibility and love. By identifying ourselves with a particular church, we let the elders and other members of that local church know that we intend to be committed in attendance, giving, prayer, and service. We also or we all we allow fellow uh, believers to have a great expectation of us in these areas, and we make it known that we are the responsibility of this local church. We assure the church of our commitment to Christ and serving with them, and we call for their commitment to serve and encourage us as well. Friends, by committing to a local congregation, you're committing to that leadership and helping hold yourself accountable. Leadership number five, church membership matters because joining the church will help your elders and ministers be more faithful in leadership, right? Obey your leaders and submit to authority. Your part as as members in this is to help your leaders to lead in that way. Right, as an elder, they're saying, I take responsibility before God to watch over these souls. At almost every elder meeting that I ever hear that happens, right, they talk about this idea of, of seeking to, to know who they are watching over to better guide them, right? Eldership is hard enough, um, but it, it makes it even harder when they don't know who they're watching over. Right, and then lastly, number six, membership matters because joining the church gives you an opportunity to help increase the population of heaven. When you become a member of a local body, you begin to not only increase your ability to share the gospel with others, but you get tapped in to this local network of believers where if somebody has a need, you're able to help meet that need. If somebody needs study, you have resources to help you do that. If somebody needs this or this or this, there are people at that congregation almost assuredly that can help you meet those needs, right? And sometimes that's the difference between somebody coming to know Christ and not. Friends, the, the church is described as a body because in God's infinite wisdom, he designed it that way so that you and I could be more effective in ministry. We're so thankful you joined us today. If you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe to The Curious Christian on all your favorite podcasting sites so that you don't miss an episode. If you want to find out more information, more resources, head on over to curiouschristian.net where we have all of our resources together, video content, podcasting content, and the like. We hope that you'll join us on our next episode, and in the meantime, stay curious.